Hallelujah. I want you to come alive this morning because the living presence of God is here. Can I hear a loud hallelujah? God is taking us deep into something this morning. Just as the sweet psalmist have sung. And you can't afford to miss out on what God is about to do. It is my prayer this morning that your portion will get to you. So can I hear a louder hallelujah? I see that some people are heavy, some people are burdened this morning. Perhaps you came into this house with some issues in your life, some burdens, some things that are weighing you down. I want you to deliberately offload. Empty your heart, open your heart to Jesus. Cast your cares upon him because he cares for you. Don't allow the devil rob you of God's intervention in your life this morning. I am trying to call your attention to the Almighty, the one with whom we have to do. The covenant-keeping God, the one that does great things. The one that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or we can ever imagine. So I'd like to announce to you this morning that that which you desire, the Lord is ready to do even much more. So I want you to broaden your scope, increase your scope. Like Jabez, I want somebody to cry this morning deep down in your heart and ask the Lord, enlarge my coast. Let me tell you this morning that as far as you can see, the Lord will deliver into your hands. So the only limitation you have this morning is the limitation of your sight. Whatever you can see, God is ready to deliver it into your hands. And I don't know and I don't care how long you have desired it. I don't care how many times it has eluded you. It doesn't matter how many times you came so close, but yet you couldn't touch it. The reality of it eluded you. If you can see it this morning, then you can touch it. Then you can hold it. Then you can have it. Because the gospel is all about that which we have heard, that which we have seen, and that which we have handled. There shall be a handling, a handling this morning, a handling, a handling. Many of us are the realm of seeing, we have seen. Many of us are the realm of hearing, we have heard. But we are waiting for the manifestation of the handling. Having an experiential knowledge, an experiential understanding of what the Lord has promised you. 
that day of experiencing the goodness of God and the outbreak of the things of praise in your life, this is the day. That day just broke. That day just came upon your life because the Bible says weeping may endure for a night but joy cometh in the morning. Can I tell you that it is a new down upon your life. There is a breaking of a new day and there is an opening of the heavens and the fountains are breaking forth and I can tell you that waters are gushing out of the rock. As far as you can see it is your season of praise as far as you can see it is your season of jubilation as far as you can see things will begin to fall in place I charge you this morning don't close in on God I charge you this morning don't close God out of your life and out of your situation I charge you this morning believe God something is about to happen there is about to be a release of the rain the rain and every dryness is going away every drought is going away and everything that has kept you bound is releasing you I see that chains are falling off and I see somebody stepping into a new level What no man can do, he has done for me. What no man can do, he has done for me. What no man can do, he has done for me. What no man can do, he has done for me. Jesus, you are so good. Jesus. You are so good. Let's sing it together. You are so good. Can you sing it with the whole of your heart? Can you sing it with the whole of your heart?
Yes, 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 yes. What no doctor can do, he will do it. What no father, what no mother can do, he will do it. What no boss, what no superior can do, he will do it. What the government cannot do, he will do it. What the economy of our nation cannot do, he specializes in doing them. Those things that confuse man, those things that are impossible for man, those are the things that he does. There is no impossibility with him. There is nothing that is difficult for him. What no man can do. Where men have given up, where men's ability takes them to, that is where God takes over. What no man can do, he has done for me. What no man can do, he has done for me. Thank you, Jesus. Blessed be your name. Thank you because this morning we know you will do what no man can do. You have always done it. And you are always ready to do it. We believe because your word says you are the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. We believe because your word says forever, oh God, thy word is settled in heaven. When it, is, when it comes to your word, Lord, it is settled. Everything about it is settled. Everything about your promises are settled. Do what only you can do in the lives of your people today. And all the glory shall be yours. Thank you, Father. Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Please sit down. Hallelujah. Amen. I wish my volume can go up a little bit. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This month is our month of covenant manifestations. Tell your neighbor covenant manifestations. Can you say it again to your neighbor? 
Okay, can you turn to, the, to another person and say it to him or her? Yes. When God's covenant begins to manifest in the life of a people, one of the things that happen, one of the things that follow, the normal reaction, the normal um, reaction to the manifestation of the covenant of God in the lives of his people is that there will be an explosion of praise. An explosion of what? Praise. When you begin to see the manifestation of God's covenant in your life, the normal thing that follows is praise. Praise unto God, worship of God, appreciation unto God, commending God and uh, saying beautiful and glorious things about the Lord, singing praise unto him. New songs will begin to erupt from your spirit, from your soul, and everything about you is praising God in the day and in the night. Your life is filled with praise. Your mouth is filled with praise. Everything about you is about the praise of God when the covenant of God begins to manifest in your life. So this morning, the Lord has sent me to declare over you, over me, over his people, that we are in our season of praise. That your amen is on UCH. It's in UCH. One thing you will do for yourself this morning is to be sensitive to the spirit of God. Open up your heart and your spirit and be ready to connect because the Lord will come for you suddenly. So if you are not sensitive, he may appear and you may not know that the Lord came for me. It is your season of praise. Can I hear amen? Season, come and go. Perhaps the season over your life before now has been the season of despair, hopelessness, pain, torture, trouble, sorrow disappointments and failures and negativities and tears all around you. Perhaps that has been your experience before now. I came to declare to you as the servant of God this morning that there is a season of praise that has broken over you. I don't care what the devil has achieved I don't care what nature has thrown at you. I don't care what the economy is saying in your life. I don't care what men are saying about you. What I care about this morning is the word of the Lord unto his people. And the word is this, that there is a season of praise, a season of praise, a season of praise that has broken upon his people. And everybody is under this cloud. Nobody is permitted to be excused. 
Nobody is exempted. There is a cloud over us. And that is the cloud of praise. Somebody say praise. Somebody say praise. Somebody say praise. You will praise God to such an extent that the devil will be embarrassed. I didn't hear amen. You will praise God. So they set and go shame. There is an outbreak of a new order. There is an outbreak of a new day. And I prophesy to you, it is your experience from now on. There is an outbreak. There is an outbreak. I, 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 I prophesy upon this congregation, there is an outbreak of the goodness of God, of the praise of God. When coronavirus broke out, Everybody felt it. Even the blind knew that there was something called coronavirus. Even the deaf knew that there was something called coronavirus. It took over every nook and cranny of the world. Every nation. Some nations were almost crippled by the effect of this disease. Everybody knew that something was happening. Everybody knew that there was something strange in town. What God will do for you in your life today, it cannot be hidden. Oh, no. You see, sometimes I see people come here and they give testimony. And they tell us stories around what God did without mentioning what God did. I believe God for something. And as I prayed, this, 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 this happened. And that thing that I believe God for came to pass. And I prayed, I prayed, I prayed for that thing. I, what is the thing? What is the thing? You see, my understanding of testimony is this. When it happens, you can't come here and be giving us testimonies in parables. Enough of testimonies in parables. When it happens, we go, no. It will be so glaring that you can't hide it. Are you understanding what I'm talking about? You can't come here and be telling us, I believe God for something. You see, that, that's something you are hiding. It will happen. No witch can stop it. You see, sometimes I ask myself question, why do people come and they give us testimonies and they don't tell us the exact thing that God did? Is it that they are afraid that witches will stop it? Enough of, I believe God for something. Huh? You will come boldly to this place. You will tell us that once I was blind, now I see. Koro, koro, blindness. And we will be looking at you like this. We will be seeing your eyes. Your, your eyes that were blind, God opened it. We will see it. Once I was barren. Married for five years, ten years, fifteen years. 
issue. But now, now the Lord has blessed me and we are seeing your baby right with you. That, that, is, what, that is what testimony is all about. Enough of testimonies in parables. Enough. When it is testimony time, sometimes when Shiloh or Holy Ghost Congress is going on, I watch. You will see the practicality, the, the, the manifestation, the realness. Is there any, is there any word like realness? The, the reality, the proof of what this person is saying. If you, if you are still hiding your testimony, no, it, it has not happened yet. It has not happened yet. You can't hide it. I am believing God that he will do something in your life this morning that our ears will hear. Our ears will tingle. So that when we come to church and we see you coming, we don't need to wait for you to handle microphone before we know what God has done. I don't know if you are getting what I'm talking about. I will now begin to gossip you with my brother Femi. Look at that sister. That is a sister that God did that thing for. This, 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 this. That's the sister that God delivered from accident. That's the sister that God promoted suddenly. We, we will be gossiping you for good. Gossip. You see, there are gossips that are good. Are you understanding me? I go and meet Pastor Leo Lebalogo and I tell him, see, see, see Pastor Mrs. Bakari. See what God has done for her. Do you know? Do you know? This is what, that will be your experience. It will be real. It will manifest. It will become a reality. That will become your experience from now on. In the name of Jesus. I didn't hear your amen. Don't give God amens from intensive care unit of UCH. And I, 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 I promise you, that will be your experience from today. You won't be able to hide it anymore. We will see you with your pregnancy. You can't hide it. If you hide it for four months, you may succeed. Four months. Five months. By the time you are getting to your sixth month, I will begin to gossip you with Femi. That sister. Can you see her stomach? What's happening to her stomach? What is happening? And then he will look and say, ah, ah, my brother, I didn't see it before. The stomach is coming out. The stomach is bulging. And then we now gossip and say, that sister is pregnant. See what the Lord has done. Can I tell you something? You will drive your car. We will see it. You will build your house. We will see it. Great things will happen in your life and we will see it. Can you help my voice a little? Just a little. Thank you. Hallelujah. Good. Thank you. Please leave it here. 
don't change it again. I know my voice is loud, but for the purpose of this message, please leave this here like this. Hallelujah. You that was crying before, and people are coming and they're, ah, sorry now, Bele now. Don't cry again now. Cheer up now. And then suddenly, the next time people come, and they look at you. Your eyes are dry. Your face is no longer wrinkled. Your face is no longer squeezed. You are not looking sorrowful and angry and moody and down. They see you beaming with smiles and laughter and joy, jubilating all around. Is this not the sister that we were encouraging yesterday? Is this not the brother that we were talking to yesterday? What has happened to him overnight? And then you will rise on your feet and you will tell them, my God told me that weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. It is my morning, so I am joyful. See, it will be practical, practical. I'm talking about practical, touching it. That which we have seen, that which we have heard, and that which our hands have handled. Your hand is handling something terrific, something extraordinary, something glorious. This morning in the name of Jesus. Can I hear a louder amen? Can I hear a believing amen? Okay, stand on your feet and shout amen seven times. This is how you will be celebrating all through the remaining part of this year and for the rest of your life. In the name of Jesus. Please sit down. Psalm 107, please. I think from verse 13. Psalm 107 from verse 13. Season of praise. Then they cried unto the Lord. In their trouble, he saved them out of their distresses. He brought them out of darkness and the shadow of death. And break their bands in sunder. Oh, oh, that man would praise the Lord. Can somebody praise the Lord? For his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. For he had broken the gates of brass. And caught the bars of iron in sunder. Can somebody shout hallelujah? All oh, that man will praise the Lord. And God's sight, let us make man in our image. And out of the dust of the ground, the Lord created man. The Lord created man. And the Bible says, oh, that man will praise the Lord. Who is a man here? 
that man, that word man is used in generic sense. He's not talking about gender. Hallelujah. It is used in generic sense. Hallelujah. So whether you are a female or you are male, we are all men. Men, the creature of God, the creation of God. Those people that God formed in his image, the Bible says, Oh, that man will praise the Lord. And I ask the question, who is the man here? Hmm. I'm still not seeing some hands. Wait to. Is there anybody here that is not a human being? If there's a spirit here, let us know. The only spirit that is expected here is the Holy Ghost. Amen? In this context, who is a man here? A man I be. So when the Bible says, oh, that man will praise the Lord, it means I am a man. And if I belong to the category of man, my entitlement in life is what? Is praise. You didn't get me. There is a kind of praise that God expects that angels cannot give him. There is a kind of praise that God expects that vegetations cannot give him. There is a kind of praise that God expects that animals cannot give him. Only men can give him. And I am that man that is meant to give God praise. And I declare upon your life that because you are a man, praise becomes your entitlement from today. Becomes your experience from today. Becomes your lifestyle from today. Because you are what? A man. A man. What a privilege. What an honor. There is something that God expects that angels cannot give him. You are the one to give him. In our world, we have different kinds of praise. Or music. If I may say. And I'm not very used to them. If I hear it, I know, okay, this is, this is, this is reggae. This is uh, hip-hop. This is, uh, is it rock? Or they call it. This is this. This is that. There's a genre of praise that God expects. There's a genre of praise that only, only man can give to God. There is a kind of food that God wants to eat from your praise that angels are not entitled to. The Bible says, oh, that man, that man, that man would praise the Lord. That man would praise the Lord. That man would praise the Lord. It means that our experience in life is, should be that of giving praise to God. Amen? And before a man can give praise to God, it means things of praise are beginning to happen in his life. He's beginning to see the goodness and the greatness and the mercies and the interventions of God over his life. That is the implication 
God. When the Bible says, oh, that man would praise the Lord, what it is saying is this, I will do something in your life that will make you praise me. Hallelujah. May God bring praise to your realm. That's the kind of praise that men cannot understand. That's the kind of praise that when men are wallowing in pain and poverty and tears and frustration, you are praising God. I don't know if you understand what I'm talking about. When men are saying there is a casting down, what are you saying, please? There is a lifting up. For you, you don't understand what men mean by casting down. Because things of praise are happening in your life all around your life, you are experiencing it at different levels, at different points, at different stages of your life. You keep transiting from one level of praise to another, one level of praise to another. It becomes your experience. And can I tell you, God reserved this one for us as men. You don't need to be an angel before you can offer this praise to God. This one is for men. It's for men. Hey, you may say as a man, I am weak. You may say as a man, I am limited. You may say as a man, I am confused. But can I tell you that as a man, there is no limit to your praise. No limit. As a man. As a man. I will say, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. All the days, what? Of my life. Who? Who? Who is goodness and mercy following? Man. Somebody say man. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be what? And be glad in it. Who will be glad in it? Man, me. Somebody say me. Me, me. Don't say I. Say me, me. Hey, me. Say it. Say me, hey, me. If there is praise for men to offer to God, then that praise must be offered from your lips. That praise must be offered from your life. That praise must be offered from your habitation because he inhabits the praises of his people. When you praise him, you make room for him. When you praise him, you make the environment comfortable for him. When you praise him, he comes. There is no way that praise exists and God is absent. When his people lift up holy hands unto him, and they sing worship and praise unto him. God comes. God comes. He comes. He comes. And I'm telling somebody this morning that into that situation, the Lord is coming. Yes. Into that painful and negative experience of your life, the Lord comes. Hey, he cometh. Somebody say he cometh. He cometh. He that will come, will come. Because he is the one that, that was and is and is to come. When he says he will come, he will come. He will come. 
Some of you may still don't believe what I am talking about because of your experience, because of what is currently happening in, in your life, because of what you are currently experiencing in your situation. Can I tell you that what God is talking about does not respond to your feelings. It does not respond to your current experience. It does not respond to the pains that you are going through. You may be sick in the house and you may find no reason to praise God. It doesn't matter. You may be poor in the house. You may find no reason to praise God. It doesn't matter. But can I tell you that when God breaks upon you, you will look for pain, you will see it no more. You will look for disappointment, you will see it no more. You will look for failures, you will see it no more. Everything that has cost you tears, you will see them no more. Because the Egyptians that you see today, you shall see them no more. Oh, all that man would praise the Lord. Can somebody praise the Lord? Can somebody praise the Lord? Can somebody praise the Lord? I speak to somebody in this place that your head shall no longer be bowed. It's for somebody. Oh, that man would praise the Lord. I have decided I will be among the men that will praise the Lord. If the Lord will do things of praise in your life, he must do things of praise in my life. He can't pass me by. Because he has committed himself by his word. When he says, I will, neither, I will never leave nor forsake you. Some of you, it seems as if you are traveling in, a, in, in the wilderness. You are alone in, in a lonely place. There is no voice coming to you. But can I tell you something? That one of the things of praise that God does is that he turns even deserts into fertile lands. Ah, you don't understand. Eh? One of the things that God does even in the wilderness, is that he brings water out of the wilderness. That dry and thirsty land can become the place of the flow of water. You will drink water. I said you will drink water. It doesn't matter whether you have been cut down. Because my Bible tells me that there is hope for a tree. That even when it is cut down and it is weak in the ground and the stump is weak in the ground, the Bible says at the scent of water, what happens to it? It shall sprout again. Hey, uh, it doesn't matter what you are going through. There shall be water for you this morning. At the scent of water, your life will bud again. Do you remember the rod of Aaron? That rod that was dry. That rod that was dead. Thrown into the temple. Came out. Budded. With leaves. With freshness. With something new over it. That shall be your experience. I see the Lord doing a new thing. A new thing. Say, behold, I shall do a new thing. Shall ye not know it? 
shall even make rivers come out of the wilderness. Your path before you that is crooked, the Lord is making it straight. The mountain that stands before you, and you don't know how to surmount it, the Lord is leveling it. That valley, that valley that is so deep, you don't know how to navigate it. There is, there is a feeling. The Lord is feeling it. It's, it's, the valley is coming up to your level. The mountain is coming down to your level. And then you are riding on your high places. Can I hear louder, amen? All that man will praise the Lord. And if man will praise the Lord, I am that man. Doesn't matter what my background is saying. Some of you, your background have succeeded in putting your back on the ground. See, uh, in their family, poverty, poverty is their own. There's nobody that has become anything. And their family, they don't go, they don't go beyond 50. One woman came to my wife in the shop one day. And she was bragging that the problems in her family has been handled. She called prophets, she called imams, she called men of God. They have canceled it because in their family, they don't go beyond, either, I think 40 or 50, I can't remember now, either of the two. That she's just coming out of that deliverance prayer. And that God has done it. And my wife was trying to tell her, you need to know God for yourself. How can you go and call prophets, imams, have a mixture of prophets and imams to pray for you? And you are saying that curse over your family is broken. He said, ah, it has been done. Ah, the prayer was hot. The prayer was hot. She spent about three, 300,000 naira to, to facilitate prayer. To mobilize prayer. Men and brethren, the following morning, my wife came to the shop with the news that the woman died overnight in this Ibadan. Do you hear me? What did I say? They spoke at about 5 o'clock today. By the time my wife got to the shop by 9 a.m. tomorrow morning, the same person that was saying they don't cross 40 and that every, all of that in their family has been sorted out by imams and prophets and all that, she died. We don't even know if they have buried her. Because, and it's over a year now. Because she's from a part of the country where if proper marriage is not done, if you die, your husband or is he your husband now? Or your co cohabitant will be forced to do proper marriage before you are buried. That woman was in the mortuary 
for a year without barrier. Are you with me? We have lost, we don't know anything that has happened. Whether she has been buried or not, we don't know. Listen, people of God, stay, stay with the Lord. Amen. Can I I hear amen? Amen. Stay stay with Jesus. Stay with him. Uh -uh. When I got born again and I began to take a look at my family history. And I saw things, saw things, saw things, saw things that I would not want to repeat in my life. Okay. I went to God. I broke them one after the other. I I took them up. In the place of prayers, I broke them one after the other. I can tell you that more than 90% of those things, I have surpassed them. And I'm just just starting. I have surpassed them. I was being prepared to take over. Let me not talk. As a herbalist, in case you don't know. I took them up in the place of prayer. Shattered them in pieces. See, carry yourself to God. Say, Lord, this is me. Abba. Listen to me. Listen to me. If if you succeed in securing God, one man, you that is one man, you are a mighty army. You can bring down kingdoms. Huh? El- Elijah brought Ahab on his knees. Only him. Ah, we are powerful people. Oh, it's just that many times we fail to realize who we are. Oh, that man will praise the Lord. Oh, that man will praise the Lord. You will praise God from today and for the rest of your life. You will praise God from today and for the rest of your life. You would praise God. For his goodness. And for his wonderful works. To who again? The children of Men, what is it about men? What is man that thou art mindful of? Or the son of man that thou that thou regardest him? What does the Bible say there? What is man? Why is it that God is so interested in you? Why is it that you are so special to him? Why? Why is it that this thing that God is looking for, he is looking for it from your life? For his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Now listen to verse 31. No. Verse 16, I think. Verse 16. Psalm 107, verse 16. For he had broken. Somebody say broken. Somebody say broken. Listen. The gates of brass. There are many times... Oh, dear. It is my prayer that God will arouse your sensitivity to him this morning. 
Can I hear a loud amen? There are doors, some of you sitting here, there are doors you are asking God to open. Open this door for me, Lord. Open this door for me, Lord. As I knock, let this door open. But as far as that door is concerned, the intention of God is to break it. There are doors that will never open to you until they are broken. Aha. Uh-huh. You don't understand. Have you misplaced your key before? And you couldn't enter your house? Huh? Oh. Just last week in my office, we had a patient for x-ray. They locked the door, normal door that they open and lock. They locked it. They finished around 4, 8, 4 p.m. They wanted opening door for patient to go. Door refused to open. People of God, there was nothing we did not do. We were on that matter till 6 p.m. Abba. We tried, called carpenter, they did this, did that, did this, did that. By the time it was 6 o'clock, I told my guys, start kicking it. Use your leg, two people at a time. Oh yeah, two people at a time. They kicked the first time, he shook. They kicked the second time, he shook. They kicked until the fifth time. By the time they released the fifth kick, the door opened by itself. I told them, don't worry, we'll fix it. <laughs> there are doors that will not open on their own accord. The Lord will need to break them for you. Lift up your heads, O ye gates. Be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors. That the king of glory may come in. Who is this king of glory? Now, that who is this king of glory is the voice of the enemy. I am here. This king of glory you are talking about cannot come in. Hey! Doors that have been locked for ages against you. The Bible calls that gate everlasting doors. Doors that have been in existence for ages, from generation to generation. You don't need to open such doors. You break them. It's our family thing. You break it. Whatsoever has a beginning has an end. Any negativity that has followed you in your family, it should end with you. Don't you understand? The reason you are born again, the reason you are saved, the reason you are in Christ is to bring an end to the manipulations and the activities of the devil in your life and in the life of everybody around you. Are you with me? Some of the things I broke by the Spirit of God in the place of prayer, in my family background, do you know that I've broken it for my children? Do you know that I've broken it for generations to come? Do you know that it has ended and it has ended? Are you understanding me? Whatsoever has a manufacturing date must have an expiry date. The expiry date of every negativity in your family line comes to an end today. That is one of the reasons why you will be among men 
that praise him. That door opened. That door that held a patient hostage. I had to go and be apologizing. We didn't, we didn't plan to kidnap you. It's not a kidnapping attempt. Oh. We don't know what happened though. This door used to open no. Don't know what happened today. It refused to open. They had to break it. There are times that you get, you get ruthless with whatever the devil is doing in your life. Are you with me? There are times that you get violent. You get, you get, you get violent. That's the word the Bible, the Bible uses. See that as from the days of John the Baptist up until now, what happens? The kingdom of God does what? Suffered what? Violence. And only the violent, what do they do? They take it. How? From four till six, we were being gentle with the door. They'll bring one cutlass, they'll do like this, do like this. They'll bring knife, they'll do like this, do like this. They'll bring screwdriver, they'll do like this, do like this. The door was refusing. By the time the door saw force, by the time the door saw violence, it opened on its own accord. Child of God, take your destiny in your hand. Why are you afraid of the devil? Arise and confront him. The devil is nothing. The devil is like tissue paper. Listen to me. The only reason why you magnify the devil in your heart is because fear reigns in you. By the time you rise and you realize that, ah, he that is in me is greater than he that is in the world. You will now see how small the devil is. I left a vigil one morning as a little boy. That vigil was meant to close by 6 a.m., but somewhere along the line, I don't know what happened, the leaders ended the vigil around 2 a.m. And they asked everybody to just find where to sleep. And I decided that if the vigil is not holding, I'm going to my house. In the dead of the night. They told me everything. I refused to listen. It's about 15, 16, 17 then. I refused to listen. The dead of the night. Only me on the road. Cow, cow. And you know that time of the night, if you are walking, every step you take, will be heard because there's quietness everywhere. Even me, I was hearing my, my footstep. I was wondering, young man, what are you doing? It was dark everywhere. And then I came, walked and walked and walked, walked, thank you very much, walked everywhere towards my house. And as I came, there is a turning to my house. Just as I was about to turn, I noticed a strange breeze, like a whirlwind. Pia, 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 pia. And I turned around. By the time I looked, there was a figure, a satanic figure that stood before me. And as I looked at it from the ground, up, I couldn't see the end. It stood like a palm tree, but I couldn't see the end. And it was not a palm tree. Hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. From everywhere, goose pimples. I became terrified. What do I do? And then from nowhere, courage overwhelmed my heart. Boldness came from nowhere. And then I stood before this being and I commanded the being, 
by the time I mentioned in the name of Jesus, like the same whirlwind it was when it came, I heard piam, 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 and I saw it disappear into thin air. This is not, I wasn't, to, this is what I experienced. Are you understanding what I'm talking about? Eh? I was a boy of not more than 17 years old. But I carried Jesus. Eh? You see, if you carry Jesus, your age is inconsequential. Your voice will be recognized in the realm of darkness. When you speak, they hear. They know you. They, they reckon with you. They, they can recognize that something irresistible is approaching. I pray that you will grow in your walk with God. To such a point where the devil knows that you are a danger to him. Uh, the, the bane of Christianity is that there are many of us that the devil, he, he doesn't even reckon with you. He doesn't reckon with you. When your name is mentioned, it doesn't ring a bell. Because you have lived a crooked life. You have, you have, you have, you have done combined service. You serve God, you serve the devil. You come to church, you raise holy hands. You go back to your secret place and the same hands you are using it to caress a woman that is not your, that is not your wife. You expose your nakedness to somebody that you are not married to. The same holy hands that you lift you pick a pen and you falsify figures. The devil cannot reckon with you. The reason why some of you cannot stand tall confidently before the devil is the impurity of your life. The impurity of your life. You look chaste on the outside like a whitewashed tomb, but inside you are smelly. Terrible things. That we do. And we think that the Lord doesn't see. You undo yourself when you serve God and you also serve the devil. You undo yourself. You want to marry a guy and he's already sleeping with you and you are speaking in tongues. And you think the devil is deceived by your tongues. One of the praise that God is expecting from you is the praise of a sweet-smelling savour from your life. Sweet-smelling savour. God, God will look at your life like this and will desire, I want to eat something sweet from your life. What can you present to God when the perfume that is coming out of your life is, is smelly, is odorful? I don't know what word to use. It's, it's polluted. Why is it that God cannot look at you and desire to have fellowship with you? When the Bible says, these people have I formed for myself, that I may do what? Show forth my praise. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto him. What, what do you do with your body? How come that your, all your organs cannot be to the praise of the Lord? How come? How come? Don't deceive yourself. You may be the greatest preacher. 
and still be a candidate for hell. And that was something that Paul watched against. Say that I haven't preached. Eh? That I do not what? Become what? A castaway. Many of us are like signposts. We only point men to God, but we don't go there. All that man will praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men because he has broken the gate of brass and he has torn the bars of iron asunder. I see gates that have resisted, resisted you. Those gates are breaking apart. Those gates are breaking apart. Those gates are falling down. Everything that has caged you, everything that has limited you, everything that has resisted you, they are coming down for your sake. Say that he caught the bars of iron. He caught them in, in thunder. He broke them apart. You know bars? Some of us have iron bars as, as our gates. Bars that cannot be broken. By human energy, by human hand. Bars that are older than you. Hey, thank God for the privilege of grace. Were it not for grace, sir, we cannot withstand the devil. Oh. Were it not for grace. But as old as the devil is, I don't know how old you are, but you can bring that ancient demon, that dragon, you can bring him down on the strength of grace. The devil cannot say, I am older than you. Who are you? No. When you are a carrier of the presence of God, they, you, you become irresistible to the devil. Your words become laws. When you speak, they happen. Hallelujah. It is my prayer that God will bring us to such points in this season. Where our testimony, our mouth will be filled with praise. Praise unto his glory. Praise unto his holy name. Every bondage broken, shattered. Every chain falling off. On the strength of his praise. You remember Paul and Silas? Because they took food from somebody's table. You remember that soothsayer, that, uh, that young girl that was, that was soothsaying. Paul cast out the demon out of him. And the people that were using her to make money, they were no longer seeing money. They got angry. They took Paul, they took Silas, took them before the magistrates and all that. The end of it was that Paul and Silas were taken and they were bound with fetters. And they were thrown into the inner chamber of the prison. Not just the prison, the inner chamber. Such a place that there will be one door, another door, another door, before you are able to come out. Now, not only that, they tied them. They bound them with fetters. Fetters. Make sure that they are not able to come out. Just like they did to Jesus. Seal this grave. Soldiers guarding it. The Bible says, in the middle of the night, what happened? 
Bible says, Paul and Silas, what did they do? They prayed. They did what again? They sang. And what happened? The Bible says, the chains on their hands, what happened? It fell off. If there was anyone on their leg, what happened? It melted. The Bible says, the doors of the prison, what happened to them? They opened on their own accord. Now, the Bible says, those that were positioned to guard them were asleep. They will sleep for your sake. You know those village people? That 12 midnight, they must have scheduled their meeting. We will meet and take a decision over him. They will get to that meeting. But they will end up doing the meeting in their sleep. Say amen. amen. But if you don't have village people, no problem. Paul and Silas broke out of the prison. Why? On the strength of praise. On the strength of prayer. Every door that held them bound. Every door that limited them. Everything that caged them gave way. It gave way. They are giving way for you. Can I hear louder? Amen. They are giving way for you. They cannot hold you down anymore. Because chains are breaking off. Chains are melting. Whatever it is that they have introduced into your body, they are melting away. That was how they came out of the prison. And when the prison guard woke up and he saw that they were not there, he saw that every door was open. And he saw that this man had escaped. He almost killed himself. Auntie Paul said, ah, don't kill yourself. We are here. We are here. We are here. We are here. We are men that don't run away from trouble. We are here. They sang him some to the Lord. Deliverance became their experience. Salvation became their lot. Freedom became their lot. That is yours from today. Sickness holding you bound will release you. Any condition holding you down are releasing you. Every grave situation like that of Lazarus, you are coming out. In 2 Chronicles chapter 20, just give it to us. Let's see how far we can take it and then we begin to pray. 2 Chronicles chapter 20, we'll read from verse 1 to 3, then jump to verse 15. It came to pass after this also the children of Moab and the children of Ammon. And with them, other, other besides the Ammonites came against Jehoshaphat to battle. Then there came some that told Jehoshaphat, saying, There cometh a great multitude against thee from beyond the sea of this side, Syria. And behold, there be in Hazazon Tamar, which is Engedi. Verse 3. And Jehoshaphat feared. He feared. Amen. Jehoshaphat feared. A king, a child of God, a man of faith, feared. But there was something about his fear that is different from our fear when we fear many times. It's possible that when something happens suddenly, when you hear a news, you can fear. That's the reality. You can fear. 
But what should your fear do to you? Look at what Joshua did. The Bible says he feared. And then what did he do? He went and he was looking for men that will help him. Huh? No, 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 no. Look at it now. And Jehoshaphat feared and went looking for men that can deliver him. What does the Bible say? And set himself to do what? Seek the Lord. When fear comes, what should you do? Set yourself to do what? To seek the Lord. That is where to go. It's natural. Yes, we are men of faith. But there are times that things happen and you are shaking. Initially, you just, you just feel disoriented, disorganized. But when that moment comes, what are we expected to do? Look unto who? The Lord God Almighty. And proclaim the fast throughout all Judah. Please just jump to verse, uh, to verse 15. And he said, How can ye all Judah? And ye inhabitants of Jerusalem. And thou, King Jehoshaphat, thus saith the Lord unto you, Be not afraid, as they prayed, as they prayed. The Spirit of the Lord came upon somebody in that congregation, and the person began to prophesy. These are the words of, of that prophet at that moment. Listen to me. Whenever God wants to step into situations in your life, one of the first things that God does to send his word to you. Amen? You must always look out for the word of God. It is the strength upon which you can travel. Are you with me? Let me bring it home. I, I, we are still coming back to this scripture. I have a friend. At a point, his wife was pregnant and she was, she was close to delivery. So one night, he had a dream. He saw himself Playing with a child. Now, that child is a boy. Okay? So, he was playing, you know, like... He said the child he saw was, was, was at least more than a year. More than a year that he was playing with, playing with, playing with. So, when he woke up from that dream, he told his wife, the child that is coming is a boy. So, they kept praying. They did all medical tests and it confirmed it's a male. When that boy was born... I want, I, want, I want to emphasize the seriousness of the word of God to you. Are you with me? Are you with me this morning? So, when that ch child was born, the child was born with a very rare medical condition. I don't know the name, but it was serious. I, I, I was aware of when they were in the hospital, that period I was to visit them in the city of Jos. But because of that situation, I couldn't. The boy was in the hospital for long. And everything they heard from men, and especially medical personnel, is that there's no child that came into this place with this kind of condition that left here alive. Are you with me? So, in summary, it means that that boy will likely die. So the discouragement and the frustration was becoming too much on them. Suddenly one day he was praying. He remembered that he had a dream. He was playing with a boy of over one year old. That was his word. What was the word? This boy is not even up to one year old yet. 
the child that I saw that I was playing with was over one year old. So even if at all this child will die, he cannot die before he is one year old. As I talk to you, that boy is 15 years old. On the strength of the word of God. I was in just about two weeks ago. I saw the boy bubbling with life. 15 years old. The devil will lie to you. The word of God will bring the truth of the word of God to you. Look out for the word of God. If you want to live a life of praise. And he said, Haki ye, all Judah, ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, and thou King Jehoshaphat, thus saith the Lord, unto you be not afraid, not dismayed by reason of this great multitude. For the battle is not yours, but whose? Verse 16. Tomorrow go ye down against them. Behold, they come up by the cliff of Ziz, and ye shall find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jeruel. Verse 17. Ye shall not need to fight in this battle. Set yourselves, stand ye still, and see the salvation of the Lord with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord will be with you. Verse 18, please. And Jehoshaphat bowed his head and his face to the ground. And all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell before the Lord, worshipping the Lord more. Go on. And the Levites of the children of the Kohathites and of the children of the Kohites stood up to praise the Lord God of Israel with a loud voice on high. And they rose early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went forth, Joshua stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, believe in the Lord your God, so shall ye be established. Believe his prophets, so shall ye prosper. And when they had consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord, and thou should praise the beauty of holiness as they went out before the army and to say praise the Lord for his mercy endure it forever let us see the result and when they began to sing and when they began to praise the Lord set ambushments against the children of Ammon Moab and Monsai which were come against Judah and they were smitten for the children of Ammon and Moab stood up against the inhabitants of Mount Say, utterly to slay and destroy them. And when they had made an end, and when they had made an end of the inhabitants of Say, everyone helped to destroy another. Uh, do you understand what happened here? What happened is that two of you should come. The children of Moab the children of Ammon, Mount Seir. Jehoshaphat set up people, singers, instrumentalists, to sing praise, to shout the praise of God. As they began to shout the praise of God, the same people that were coming in unity to fight Jehoshaphat and the people of Judah, the Bible says they turned against themselves. 
they began to fight themselves. They began to fight themselves. The Ammonites and the Moabites, they began to fight themselves. They began to fight themselves until... No, that's not what happened. What happened was that both of them joined forces. Sorry. Both of them joined forces. And they destroyed the people of Mount Seir. They first of all finished the people of Mount Seir. I am the people of Mount Seir. Destroy me now. Are you understanding me? I don't want to fall down here because I'm the one preaching. Now, so the people of Mount Seir were completely destroyed. What do you think has happened? God has sent confusion into the midst of the enemies. They could no longer understand themselves. So if their commander say, kill, kill Jehoshaphat. You know what they understood? What they understood was that kill the people of Mount Seir. So instead of turning against the Israelites, what did they do? They turned against the people of Mount Seir. When they finished with the people of Mount Seir, they now, they now, they now decided, let's go and meet these people that Jehoshaphat is king over. Let's finish them. And they were saying, let's finish the people of Judah. Let's finish the people of Judah. What they were hearing from each other is that I will kill you. I will kill you. I will finish you today. Hey, you Moabites, we don't like you anymore. You Ammonites, we will destroy you today. And they came together. And they began to fight themselves. And they began to fight themselves until they brought themselves down. You don't know how to die. You don't know how to die. 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 Yes. Hallelujah. Die, 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 die. I've not finished. Jehoshaphat and the men of Judah were coming, singing praise to God. Just as you will begin to sing praise to God from today. They were coming with music. They were coming with rejoicing. They were coming with songs of victory. And they thought that they were coming to meet enemies. By the time they appeared, they saw that the enemies that stood against them, the enemies that they were afraid of, were actually not in existence. They were not in existence. Can I tell you something? Everything that has bothered you before now, I ordered them into extinction. What I mean is that they are not in existence. Please stand up. Put your hands together for them. The enemies we you see today, you shall see them no more. The Egyptians you see today, you shall see them no more. Oh, and Miriam sang, oh, that man will praise the Lord. Oh, that man will praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works. To the children of men, he has broken the gate of brass and he has torn the bars of iron asunder. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised in the beauty of the Lord, in the mountain of his holiness. Beautiful for creation. The joy of the whole world is Mount Zion's side of the northern city. That will be your experience from today. The Egyptians you see today, you shall see them no more. Yours will become a life of consistent praise. Eh? Some of you, you sleep, you wake up at night because of sorrow. 
Now you will be waking up because you need to praise God. Because God, what God is doing in your life deserves his praise, deserves his glory. Every sickness is coming to an end. Every pressure is going away. Every attack that is launched from the bit of hell is giving way to the will and the counsel of God for your life. That will be your experience from today. I declare upon you, it is your season of praise. Rise on your feet. Prophesy unto yourself. It is my season of praise. Turn it to prayer. And let us pray for another one minute. Come, Labaya. Talk to God. Lift up your voice and let us talk to God. Enforce your season. It is my season of praise. Yes, it is my season of praise. It is upon us. Weeping may endure for the night, but joy cometh in the morning. It is my time to rejoice. It is my time to testify. It is my time to celebrate. It is my time to sing his praise. Lift up your voice. Every situation in your life that you don't like, prophesy against it. Speak the word of God about that situation. You need healing. Declare that you are healed. Everything that has bugged you, everything that has bedeviled you, talk to God about it now. Because your day is now. Your day is come. Weeping and you're ready for a night. Joy cometh in the morning. Talk to the Lord. Mandra laba shandra labaya. Bankrodobo shiria barabadabaya. Declare unto yourself that you shall go on from now praising the Lord. Yes, your life shall be the life of praise. Shall be the life of glory. It shall be the life of testimony. No more despair. No more casting down. No more being put and trampled upon. Not anymore. Your day of praise has broken. Lift up your voice. Talk to the Lord. Pandra Labashiria. Laikotani Bradashia. Embra Kandra Labashalabrandra Biada. Lift up your voice and talk to God. We have two minutes more to talk to Jehovah God. It is my time to praise the Lord. It is my time to testify of the goodness of the Lord. Oh, that man will praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. He has broken the gates of brass and cut the bars of iron asunder. Every limitation is being cut in pieces. Every gate is being broken. Every mountain is being leveled. Every valley is being filled up. That is your experience from today. It is your season of praise. 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 Great things of praise will become your experience from today. Oh, thank you, Jesus. You are sick in your body. Place your right hand on your head, irrespective of where you are feeling the, the, the sickness. Yes. Things of praise are happening to you right now. Your healing is manifesting 
Because it's a month of covenant manifestation. You are healed. You are healed completely. Yes. The Egyptians you see today, you shall see them no more. Wherever that matter is, that situation is, that condition is in your body, the power of the Holy Spirit locates it now. You are healed. Mandra la basharia. Yandra la brakoria barandra la beko. Laita ne brakoria andasona barada. Yare bakoria andasona baranda. Yare bakoria andasona balada. I say unto somebody this morning, be at peace. The Lord has taken over your battle. Yes, the Lord is fighting your battle for you. Yes, yes. You will not need to fight in this battle. All that you need to do is to position yourself to seek the face of the Lord. Your battle has been taken over. The Lord God Almighty has deployed fully in your matter. And your battle is won. Your battle is won. Victory is delivered to you in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, we give you praise and glory. Say unto yourself one more time, it is my season of praise. Come on, say it convincingly, it is my season of praise. So shall it be unto you in the name of Jesus. Please take your seat. Take your seat. You are here this morning? I don't have time anymore. You are here this morning? You have not surrendered your life to Jesus? Jesus is not yet the Lord of your life. Your life is not yet given in praise. And the Bible says, These people have I found for myself that they may show forth my praise. And you want to turn your life over to Jesus. You want to turn your life over to the Lordship of Jesus. You want to say, Jesus, you are my Lord and my God from now and forever. Put up your right hand as I pray for you wherever you are seated. You want to turn it over all to Jesus. Yes, put up your right hand. Put it up above your head. Put it up above your head. Yes. Can you stand on your feet, please? Stand on your feet as, as I pray for you. Is there any other person standing? Any other person standing? Or say, Lord Jesus, I declare this day, you are my Lord and my Savior. Come into my heart, be my Lord and my Savior. From today, let my sins be washed by your blood. Make me your son. And let praise begin to flow from my life to you. I am yours forever. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. God bless you. Be seated. Hallelujah.